friends, and welcome to an all-new episode of Heartfelt Consciousness. So today's guest I have is Donna Skoglund, and she's an Ayurvedic lifestyle coach, a yoga teacher with over a thousand hours of teacher trainings. Um, she's also the mom of two little boys, um, yoga teacher trainer, and she's kind of like has this obsession with biohacking for optimal health, personal growth, and optimizations, and she's combined successfully um, a lot of Eastern wisdom and Western uh, tools as well um, to mastering your mindset. So we kind of have a little chat about that today and just her overall um, how she's made it through the pandemic. So anyway, thanks again for listening and I'll check in with you on the other side. Uh, welcome, Donna. Thank you so much for uh, joining me on Heartfelt Consciousness today. Um, so how are you? Great. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Awesome. Um, so would you mind actually telling the listeners a little bit about yourself and how you uh, came to your journey, began with yoga and uh, Ayurveda and um, yeah, those kind of things. <laughs> yeah. So I think really my, my parents planted seeds early on. They were really into yoga and Buddhism. And I started reading like the Tao Te Ching. And I remember my parents taking me to a yoga class when I was way too young and being bored out of my mind. But then it wasn't until my early 20s, my husband went to this gym in New York City and there was a yoga studio above it, Jiva Mukti Yoga Studio. Mm. And I was pursuing dance at the time. And he was like, you should really go check out this yoga studio. I think you'd like it. So I did, and I fell in love, and I got my, I pretty shortly after became certified and then got advanced certified. And then I did that for a few years, found, uh, or I had a my first son and moved across the country to a very small town from New York City to a small town in Canada. And I was really struggling. And although yoga saved me during that time. I was doing yoga every single day when I could, like during nap times, I still felt like something was missing and I still felt stressed out and overwhelmed and just kind of unhappy and unsatisfied. And that's what, then I found Ayurveda and I learned about the daily routines of Ayurveda and the lifestyle. And it was really for me, like the missing link. And it changed my life so much that I then decided everyone needed to learn about this. And I started to teach people and coach people and created a program. And yeah, that's, that's what I've been doing for the last eight years. Wow. That's pretty awesome. And I even see too, you were actually born in um, South Africa and then you actually, so you're like very worldly. You have like yeah. a lot of you have a lot of things going on. So even, so when, when your parents introduced you to these, um, these yoga practices, were you actually in another country at the time too, or were you actually in, in the United States? I was in the United States. I, I grew up in Houston actually. Um, but we, they have always traveled a lot. So we always did a lot of traveling around and they love Asia. Mm. That was like, that's always one of their favorite places to go. So we spent a lot of time in Asia and, our house is filled with Buddhas from all over the world. And <laughs> very cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I always had, I, I, and my mom is kind of a health nut. So I was 
it was the combination of Eastern philosophy and Eastern religions plus holistic approach to health and alternative health. Like my parents would never bring me to a normal doctor. Like if I, if I was sick, they would bring me to like a Chinese doctor. (laughs) I would be, yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know, whatever works, uh, whatever, you know, I think really marrying those combination of things, um, is really, is a, is, is key nowadays. Um, just just combining those two techniques. Um, so on your website, you mentioned that you are passionate about helping women specifically build um, the confidence to step into their potential and never settle for plan B. Um, so where do you think that drive came from to create um, programs around this and becoming an entrepreneur? It came from really noticing the difference in my own life. So I, after college, actually, my mom is an artist. I'll start there. My mom is an artist and she always discouraged me from pursuing art. So when I had to pick a major for college, she said, do something that, you know, you can actually maybe get like a real job. So I I decided on psychology, (laughs) (laughs) although I really love dance and I really loved art. So I, I minored in those things, but it was at that point, like a plan B, it wasn't like the real thing. It was like, I'll just do that on the side, but I have to, you know, pursue the psychology. So then I moved to New York City, decided I was going to like keep trying to pursue dance, but it was very much like the, I'm, I'm waiting tables and I'm doing other things and I wasn't fully in. And my husband actually, he moved to New York from Canada to pursue acting. Mm-hmm. And we both watched, one day we watched the movie, I think it, I think it's the chorus line. It's like the, the story about the staff of court or the the um, actors in chorus line. And there was a line in that movie and we both looked at each other and the, the line was like, you can't have a plan B. And we looked at each other and we realized like, we both very much had plan Bs for our art, which meant like we were not fully invested and we didn't really fully believe that we could do that. And I realized like having it be kind of the secondary plan B, I wasn't all in. And to, to really, I think, make it in anything, in any field, you have to be all in. So eight years ago, I was just teaching yoga and we bought our first house in Canada. My husband said, you know, you got to, you got to make more money and yoga teaching just wasn't cutting it. And he suggested I become, uh, I sell car insurance like my (laughs) sister-in-law. And I looked at him like, do you, do you know me? (laughs) I could never do that. And in that moment, I realized that like, no, I am going to find a way to do what I love for a living. And I was all in, there was like no other option. I was so committed. And over the last seven years, eight years of seeing other entrepreneurs kind of start businesses and try to go after things, I really see the difference between those that kind of have the side thing or the, you know, the plan B and those that are like fully committed and the ones that have this other thing, it's like, that is a reflection of the lack of confidence and belief in themselves. So my work has really been helping people tap into what they really want and what they truly value and who they want to become and the future they want to have, and then changing their thoughts and beliefs and creating the confidence so that they actually make like go all in and commit fully and actually do what they really want to do. So that's, yeah, that's where that came from. 
Awesome. Um, and even kind of thinking a little bit about um, when we were, especially like Canada had like a lot of lockdowns. Um, it was in and out and in and out. Um, yeah. And um, so last year, um, 2020, even coming into this year too, um, there were a lot of just upsets and uh, a lot of people had to kind of pivot whatever they were doing and kind of re they kind of almost had to like, kind of say, okay, what do I really want to do here? Because this isn't working. I can't even do that. Whatever was happening. Um, so when you, when you were faced with this uh, over this last year, um, what do you feel was the most valuable lesson that you took from that? For me, it was really interesting to watch how everyone reacted to everything that was happening mm-hmm. and lockdowns and quarantines and homeschooling and everything. And to see that it's, it's kind of like, you don't know when you need your, your practices until you need them. So, you know, in terms of yoga and meditation, mindfulness practices, and all these things that we do, even when we're feeling fine, we it's, it's like training ground for when we really need it. And to see how some people like just totally fell apart during that time and how, other people really thrived and their ability to kind of have these things in their back pocket to help them manage their mind and stay balanced and kind of go to self-care versus go to the numbing and escaping and like the self-sabotage that was just to deal with all that uncertainty and all the challenges and everything that was happening. That's been happening. That is happening. Yeah. So it's just the importance of doing these practices and learning these skills of how to be the observer of your mind so you don't get kind of pulled into all these different dramas that are happening and affected by the circumstances of the world because there's what's happening out there and then there's what's happening in our mind as a like how we're reacting and the perspective that we have on all those things. So a lot of the, the mindfulness practices like yoga and meditation is being able to see those things clearly and from a neutral place and then choose very deliberately how we want to handle it and what, what do we want to do and how do we want to think about it and how we can learn from this opportunity versus how it was like can break you down if you don't do that deliberately. Wow. Yeah, that's beautiful though. But yeah, I think that's been the the response to a lot of my guests. It's just, I think we were all so just go, 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 go and not taking the time to utilize those practices. Even if they were at our finger, like I can even say that I was probably guilty of that myself. You know, I find I found that I was running around a lot and not being authentic to myself and and really slowing down and getting taking the time to feel. Mm -hmm. Um, And now I'm kind of now I'm coming back to that finally, where Mm -hmm. I'm actually able to feel those those roller coaster of emotions that have been happening just around me. Um, I even, um, I was telling my class earlier today was that actually, so today, actually we were able to, at least I was, I made an appointment to actually have my 
a booster shot for the COVID. So I've actually gotten fully vaccinated. And now I went back for more and I'm like, yeah, you know, now, so now I'm like really prepared to take all this head on. And, um, but yeah, I, I think that's, that's been really an important lesson to a lot of people is just finding the time to, to really nurture yourself and take on those self-care practices very seriously. Yeah. I mean, it really comes down. I think of it as like, there's the habits that we have mentally, our mental habits, Mm -hmm. and then our physical habits, like our self-care, whether that's, you know, movement, yoga, meditation, journaling, whatever that looks like. It's when these things are habits, they become the default. And that's like, we will just default to those things. It's versus like defaulting to emotional eating or just like numbing out or like over drinking or whatever that a lot of people, you know, a lot of those behaviors just skyrocketed in the last two years. And then the mental habits of being able to not be reactive and to choose how you want to see the situation that you're in, because you can see it as an opportunity, as a learning or as something being done to you and everything's terrible and life sucks and it's so hard and all the bad things. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you again, uh, Donna, for sharing uh, your story here today and sharing your energy. Um, I really appreciate you taking your time today to, to be here for this podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So have a great rest of your day and we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thanks. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Hope you enjoyed the conversation with Donna. And as always, don't forget to share, review, and subscribe. Be well, my friends.